0: Chris and Miss Abbey are out in California on vacation, and uh, we've been going through this series on journeys of faith. We've been looking at basically Bible characters, uh, people that God used and God took on a journey, and we're going to continue that this morning, taking a look at, at yet another one of those people, and today we've entitled it The Journey to Egypt. And so if you look there in your Bible, Genesis 37, beginning in verse number one, the Bible says, Jacob dwelled in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilphah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance uh, to my sheaf. And his brethren said unto him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? And verse 11 says, And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. Now, when you think about this passage here this morning, and we'll look at other places in the life of Joseph, but I think it is true, especially what what we're dealing with today in our lives, is this, is that all people face critical times, crisis in in their lives at different times, different circumstances, and many times life takes unexpected turns. Uh, We've seen living here in South Florida with some of these hurricanes and things like that you see how they take these unexpected turns and most people I think if you if you talk to them uh, I think most people would probably say what Paul did at the end of his life and look at these verses that hopefully is what you want for your life Paul said at the end of his days I am now ready to be offered the time of my departure is at hand I have fought here's this testimony a good fight I have finished my course I have kept what? I've kept the faith. I hope that's your desire. Maybe that would be the slogan, a motto of your life is that that you have have kept the faith. You have finished your course. And By the way, if we're living for God, it is going to be a good fight. Uh, The Christian life is a battle, folks. And we understand that, especially when we look at Joseph. And Joseph, like Paul, was a man that finished his course. Uh, He did what God had for his life, no doubt, as we'll look this morning, he suffered through many things as a child of God, but he was faithful through all those trials, and we need to be the same way in our lives. The secret to Joseph's strength uh, of his character was this, that Joseph trusted God, and I hope that that is something that you've settled in your heart maybe a long time ago is no, no matter what happens no matter what kind of crisis comes my way, no matter what kind of uh, unexpected turns this life takes, I'm going to trust God through each and everything. And that is what we'll see this morning. So notice three aspects about Joseph's journey. First of all, it was a journey of faith. Uh, again, just trusting God's plan. Remember what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6? Without faith, it is what? Impossible, Impossible to what? please him. You can't please God without having faith. And again, that is something that Jesus tried to instill in his disciples when they were on this earth. The Bible says that he that cometh to God must, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. I love, I've talked to a couple of our church members yesterday, maybe a couple days ago, even this morning, and, and, and some of them are like, you know, I said something about looks like that storm is, is supposed to take a, a big turn right and go up the coast. And a couple of members have said to me, yep. And I kind of looked at them, and then they made a comment and said, I've been praying. And I like that. I like that. Hey, listen, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me because I've been asking God to do that, and God's, God's doing it. You know, and that's, look, we must believe that he is. Do you believe God can turn a storm? Uh, Look, the Bible says that he can calm the wind and the waves. And and Joseph, look, Joseph had all kinds of things going on in his journey of faith. But I love this. Look at this. It, It says here, letter A, that Joseph had faith to receive God's revelation. You know, sometimes when you get something from God, have you ever tried to share something with other people that God gave to you? And they look at you and they're like, Uh, You sound a little crazy, you know, do you really, I mean, are you telling me that this is what God shared with you, you know, God showed this to you, and and I've had times in my life where I've shared things, I remember when I told my mother and father who were not Christians, or best I could tell they were not Christians, I, I never really saw them make a profession of faith, but when I told them that God called me into the ministry, they're like, what? And and then whenever whenever God began to deal with me about going off to Bible college, my my mom and dad, they were like, you're going to what? You know, and my dad, we had this conversation. My dad said, now, son, do you have a job? I said, no. He said, do you have a place to live? I said, no. I mean, folks, it's just like when Abraham, when God told him to leave the Ur of the Chaldees, you know, Abraham had no idea where he was going. And when I started telling my natural parents Uh, that God was moving me and God wanted this my life, to the average person, that makes absolutely no sense. But I love what in Joseph's life, here's what we see, is that God revealed something to him, and he had the faith to receive it. Look back in your Bible there in chapter 37, look at verse number 5 again. The Bible says, Joseph dreamed a dream, and notice here that as he dreamed a dream, he told it to his brothers, and they hated him yet the more. God reveals to Joseph his plan. You know, God shares something with him, and, and God revealed to him the time that Joseph would be the ruler over others, uh, and that, that everybody would bow down to him. That included his own brothers, and, and you, we all know how that went over with his brothers. Uh, Joseph's dream uh, would have, you, you think about the long range, and that's the way many times we are, is we don't, we don't see the end of a thing, but God knows the whole story. And as a result of this, this was God's plan, not only for Joseph, but listen, God was going to use Joseph to actually preserve his entire family. And God wants to use you. Look, you've got to think beyond yourself. When God shows you what he wants for your life, remember, it's bigger than you. It's about your your family, your children, your children's children, the generations to come. We oftentimes think small, but God's a big God. God has big plans, and and, and so God, again, shows him this, this that would affect his entire family, and it takes faith. Listen, when God shows you something, it takes faith to receive what God shows you and to believe those truths that God shows you. We have to believe. Look what it says in 1 Thessalonians 2.13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because, here it is, when ye received, notice, the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, and here, it effectually worketh also in you that what? Believe. That believe. See, God's work word, Will work in you. It will help you because as we receive it, you know, look, you do your Bible reading, you spend time with the Lord, and what God's gonna do is God's gonna give you something. And it takes faith to receive what it is that God gives to you. I remember when God called me to preach. It It took a lot of faith, and I'm not saying I'm a spiritual giant, it took a lot of faith to receive that. I remember thinking, I I don't know what my wife's gonna think you know what if what if she's not what if she's not on board with this thing I'm struggling myself but I received it by faith and I believed it I believe look when God began to work in my heart about coming to Florida we were comfortable where we were at and God God shared that with me God showed me what he wanted for our lives and I received that Listen, and I believe that truth that God shared. I remember sitting in my pastor's office four times at least, and and my pastor, who I love dearly, just kept saying to me, Dane, what do you think God wants you to do? Well, at that time, I didn't know. And it was, it was a very scary thing because I felt like I was way out there on a limb. But I just knew this. God was going to show me when it was his timing and I just believed that whatever it was, that God would make it clear in his time. Now, you know, my pastor, who, who, again, I love him dearly, but even he was struggling to believe whatever it was, but I just had the confidence in knowing that this wasn't something that I dreamed up. Listen, why would I leave the place uh, where, where a state's going to, you know, there's going to be the, the fault there where California is going to end up in the ocean and move to a place where there's all these hurricanes, I mean, I can think of a lot safer places to live, you know. But look, we understand this morning it takes faith to receive God's revelation. Watch this: receiving it's one thing. You know, this is my favorite time of year. I've always loved the sport of football, and you think about a they have they have a somebody on the team called a wide receiver, a guy that stands on the end of the line and. And, and listen, he, does, he doesn't just stand on the end of the line. When, the, when they snap the ball, he takes off running. And the whole idea is not just for him to go run around. It's for him to catch the ball that's thrown to him. Well, listen, if he catches it and just stands there after he catches it, that's not what they do. They actually take off with the ball. They try, they try to score, you know? And look, it's one thing to, to God reveals something to you. It takes faith to receive it. Well, watch this. Notice then what he does then is he has the faith to receive it, but he also had faith to recite it. He actually told people. (laughs) Listen, again, sometimes it can be a scary thing because even you yourself struggle from time to time thinking, God, what exactly do you want from me? And the Bible says here, uh, look what it says in verse number 6. It says, and he said unto them, here I pray you this dream that I've dreamed. He says, look, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you what God has revealed to me. And look at verse 7. Here it is. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaf stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, shalt thou indeed reign over us? Joseph, we don't like your dream. You know, you must have had some bad pizza last night. You know, are you going to, you're telling us that you're going to have dominion over us? It took faith for him to say what God had showed to him. And when I think about this in our lives, look, the resentment built up there. Sometimes that will happen. But look at 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, which is the truth, the word of God, the death, burial, and resurrection. Now notice this, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. So what does Joseph do? He he recites, and look, we have to be the same way. You have to be willing. I know all of us have friends and family members that we struggle with talking to them about the Lord. We all do. Because we, we don't want them to get upset. We love them. We don't want them to be upset with us. You know, we, think, we start thinking all these things. What we need to do is just have faith to recite, to share with them, to speak up. That's why I love the book of Acts. The, the, those that were Christians in the first century, what did they do? They stood in the temple and they shared what God had given to them. We have to be the same way. Look, you should not be a secret disciple in, at your job and among your family. You ought, people ought to know you're a child of God. You ought to be, have the faith to recite what God has given to you. Joseph's brothers, they didn't like the dream, but listen, guess what? It was a dream from God. And it was not Joseph's message that they didn't like. It was God's message. See, that's what you have to remember. When I go knocking doors, when I start witnessing to people... And people slam the door or people might curse me out. Folks, look, I got, I, I, somebody helped me a long time ago. They said, when people do that, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting God. Right. Don't take it personal. But guess what? No one will ever know God and no one will ever get saved if you don't speak up. If you, our our, our uh, outreach pastor in California, he used to always say, you have to ask them the question." And the question that he oftentimes would use, there's not a question, but his question was always, if you were to die today, are you 100% sure that you'd go to heaven? And that's a pretty deep question. But you have to ask him. You have to be willing to recite that. And look, God had a purpose for Joseph. And what I love about this is it's the promise that God gave to Joseph is the same promise that God has for us today. God promised to be with him every step of the way. Remember, uh, our steps are ordered by the Lord. So look what it says in Hebrews 13, 5. What did Jesus say? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And that was, that was what Joseph hung on to. That's what you ought to hang on to, too, is God's never going to leave you. He's never going to abandon you. God will be with us on our journey of faith. So here it is. Joseph had faith to receive the revelation from God. And as strange as it may have sounded, Joseph had the faith to recite it, to speak up. Everybody with me so far? So, look, Joseph's journey was not only a journey of faith, but secondly, it was a journey of faithfulness. Because when you think about having faith, we need to be people who are faithful. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4:2, moreover, it is required, it's a requirement of God that a steward be found faithful hey, look, I applaud you this morning. You're in the house of God. You know what that means? You're being faithful. Uh, When it comes to witnessing, if you witness for the Lord, you're being faithful. When it comes to giving, if you're giving the way God has instructed you to in his word, you're being faithful. See, God has always and will always bless faithfulness. And Joseph, look, yeah, the trials came. His brothers didn't like his dream. They had resentment towards him, but Joseph never quit. He could have many times, but I love it, Joseph never doubted. Even though he didn't really, you know, a lot of times we don't understand it all, you know. The songwriter wrote, we'll understand it better by and by. Now, you know, a lot of times people talk about, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but, you know, people talk about some of the conversations they're going to have when they get to heaven someday. You know, I'm going to ask God this, and I'm going to I'm going to find Paul and ask. I I don't know if that's going to happen or not, because I, honestly, when our faith becomes sight, I think the only thing that's going to matter is the sun's going to be there. No more night, no more tears, no more pain. Right? Uh, you know, listen. All the former things are passed away. It's going to be a wonderful thing. But but look, as we think about being faithful. Every trial in our lives, look, God was working in Joseph's life, and what did Joseph do? He just kept doing what he knew, listen, what he knew God wanted him to do. Do you know what God wants you to do? If you're reading his word, you, that's pretty simple. God wants you to read his word. God wants you to pray. God wants you to faithfully attend the house of God. God look, you should know by now the things that God requires of you as his child and are you doing those things? Each and every one of them, and Joseph knew that, so he, what was he doing? He was doing what God wanted him to do, and every trial that came his way, every, uh, every turn unexpectedly, Joseph was faithful through it all, and as he, it strengthened his faith, what did it do? It prepared him to, be, to fulfill God's purpose for his life. Look, in our lives, same thing. When God brings things into your life, It's just preparing you to fulfill God's purpose for your life. Now, let's take a look at his life. This is a great example for us. Notice four things here in his journey of faithfulness. Notice letter A. Joseph was faithful even when he was betrayed by his brothers. I'm sure you've probably had somebody betray you, turn their back on you in your life. But here Joseph is, and he was betrayed by his brothers. Look at verse number 11 of this chapter, the Bible says, his brothers envied him, but his father observed the same. They began to persecute. Remember how they, they plotted? They, they got together minus Joseph. Here's what we're going to do. you know. And guess what? Their plot was they were going to kill him. And then they decided, well, we'll just throw him in a pit. So here they are, they're, they're persecuting him, they betrayed him, and look, in our lives, we'll experience, not, maybe not like Joseph being thrown in a pit or something like that, but we're going to experience seasons of opposition, and what I said earlier is still true. God is in control. He was in control in Joseph. Did Joseph stay in the pit? No. Did Joseph stay in prison? No. You know, every unexpected turn in his life, God was there, God was in control. So he was faithful when he was betrayed by his brothers. Notice, secondly, he was faithful when he was sold by his brothers. I mean, how would you like that? Your brothers sell you like a piece of meat. But he was faithful through this. Look in this same chapter. Look down at verse number 27 and 28. Notice these verses here. They say, Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand... Upon him. You know what they're doing? They're trying to ease their conscience. You know? Hey, listen, let it be at somebody else's hand, not our hand. That that frees us from the obligation. The Bible says, it, it, look, at now one of them's got a conscience, for he is our brother in our flesh. And his brother, his brethren were content. Then they're passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew him and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver and they brought Joseph into Egypt. So here he is. He, he, he is being sold by his brothers. There, there's jealousy. There's envy in their hearts. They, they actually, remember how the story was? They actually told their father that their brother was dead. Can you believe that? I mean, when you, when you start to lie, when you start to, to go down that pathway, there's no end to what you would say or what you do. You know, you probably heard that story on the news, I think it was this past week, there's so much evil out in the world today, but uh, the man that, that went, went into his house and killed his wife and, and killed somebody else and then killed one of his twin like uh, three-year-olds or whatever it was, and the other one got a, uh, hid and got away, and, and you, you hear all these stories. and it, They're not much different than what's, what was going on in Joseph's life, and Joseph was sold into slavery. You know, you think to yourself, well, boy, that doesn't seem like the plan of God doesn't seem like a successful thing that Joseph was sold into, into slavery. That's the opposite of success, but you know what it was? It was just another step on his journey of faith. It was what God had planned. Remember, the Bible says God's ways are not our ways. That, you know, if Joseph would have mapped it out, it would have been totally different. Same with you and I, but his faith never wavered. Why? Because God was in control. He was just trusting the Lord. And God was the planner. Well, what was Joseph? He was just the instrument in God's hand. God was working in his life, and so he stayed faithful while he was being betrayed. He stayed faithful when he was being sold. Notice, thirdly, he was faithful when he was blessed in Egypt. You say, blessed? Well, you know, when you you continue uh, in the Word of God, you find how, in chapter 39, how the Bible talks about how everything prospered uh, in his hand. Everything under Joseph's hand. Uh, look Look what it says here in chapter 39 and verse number 2. The, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So as we look at his life, look, he was, he was faithful. The, the Bible says, uh, after that ye have suffered a while. Listen, this is what God will do. He will make you perfect, establish you, strengthen, and settle you. But did you hear what comes before the strengthening and the settling and establishing is after that ye have suffered for a while sometimes we have to go through some things Joseph went through the time with his brothers Joseph went through the pit and Joseph went into prison he suffered yes but notice what happens is God established him God strengthened him God settled him God found Joseph to be faithful through all those testings through all the trials But one of the greatest tests, and this is is true about all of us, one of the greatest tests of Joseph's life was when success came. Let me challenge you with something here this morning. I've seen so many Christians, and somebody used this illustration, I'm going to borrow it from them. But they said they treat God like some genie up on the shelf. That when things are tough, don't have a job, don't have money, I pull God down, I'm in church because I need God. And so they become faithful. But then when the test comes, when an unexpected turn comes, even success, prosperity, you know what happens? I don't need God anymore. I've got, I've got money now. I've got a job. People take jobs and they, listen, <clears throat> as a Christian, there's nothing wrong with this. And if you do this from time to time, I'm not upset at you. But I would not have a job that I would have to miss going to church. Now, I realize we have services Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, <clears throat> and sometimes jobs just dictate But see, that's the world. The world and the devil wants to keep you out of the house of God. And and a lot of times Christians, they they think, well, what can I do? Here's what you do when you're interviewing for that job. You tell them that you go to church on Sunday. And if they say, well, you're going to have to work some Sundays if you come here, then you say, well, I'm going to have to find a different job. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, God will bless you. God will give you a job where you can be a church. But see, oftentimes we think, well, if I speak up, or you have been at the job all these years, and now all of a sudden you have an unsaved, a person that doesn't love God, who wants to start making you work on the weekends or make you miss, and so here's what you do is, you just kind of give in. You never say anything. Again, sometimes, and I realize some of us in here work from time to time, but understand that's what, that's what will happen is that when success comes along, it's like, I don't need God anymore because I'm doing good. Can I tell you the, the same God that gave you the prosperity, that gave you that job, that gave you that favor can take it away too. Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Again, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm just saying even Joseph was tested when he was exalted. Look in your notes there, Genesis 41. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as, for as much as God, notice these words. Here's Pharaoh, unsaved, he says as much as God hath showed this uh, show thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled, only in the throne will I be greater than thou. You know what that means? He was number two in the kingdom. There was only one man that was more powerful and had more clout than Joseph, and it was his boss, it was Pharaoh. But here it was, with that, with that title, with that, with that prosperity came new temptations. Remember what happened when he would go in? Potiphar's wife, uh, you know, here she is. She's she's tempting him, and Joseph realized, "Look, God is the one that raised me up." Look at Psalm seventy-five, seven. God is the judge; He put it down and setteth up another. You know what that tells me when I think about Joseph's life, the way he was, how he was being faithful. Joseph never forgot who it was that blessed him, and I hope all of us are that way. To realize it is God that is blessing us, and God is the one that has been given us uh, the prosperity in our lives. And then notice letter D, he was also faithful when he was unjustly accused. Pharaoh's wife, the Bible records that, that she cast her eyes, the Bible says, on him. You know, she noticed Joseph. She attempted to seduce him. What did he do? He refused. Just like. Just like we saw Moses last week, he refused to identify as as the the son of of, uh, Pharaoh's daughter. And and, and so what does he do? He refuses. And look, I think the same thing is true in our lives. We've got to guard against choosing wrong. It's so easy to choose wrong when temptation comes. Look what James says, blessed or happy is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried... Notice these words, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Uh, Somebody said, listen to these two statements, Joseph lost his coat, but he kept his character. You know what? You can get another coat, you can't get another character. Listen to this, character isn't created in a crisis, it only comes to light then, See, it was always there. It was just exposed when the crisis comes. Joseph was in prison for his faith. faith. Guess what? The Lord was with him. God gave him favor. Here he is, And, and the keeper of the prison notices Joseph, how everything Joseph touched, he had that, as they call it, the Midas touch. You know what he had? He had God's touch. God was working in his life, The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's what was happening. Joseph was being, even in prison, Joseph was being blessed. Why? Because he was being faithful. And the only requirement of God in our lives is that we would be faithful. See, his journey was a journey of faith. It was a journey of being faithful, but here's listen to this third part is Joseph's journey was a journey of forgiveness. Because, you know, as you continue through this story, you see that unforgiveness, especially in the life of his brothers, and in so many today, unforgiveness will breed bitterness. And when we get bitter at one another, guess what happens? Our usefulness for God goes way down. You know, we, we really are ineffective as a Christian. Joseph, the one thing I love about him was he had the ability to endure, even through all these things that he went through, and he did it without resentment. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, follow peace with all men. Notice here, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, Look, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. You know, look, poison is something that affects us, but it will affect those around us too. That's what, that's what this verse is saying is, don't let that bitterness, uh, he says here, follow peace and follow holiness, and that's what we need to be doing. Satan loves it when when there's conflict among the brethren. You had to know that when Joseph's brothers were treating him the way they did. You had to know that the devil was sitting over there going, That's awesome. You know, and the, and the devil loves it when he gets into a church, and there's something between this brother and this brother, and this, this sister and that sister. You know, causing conflict among us. Look at Proverbs, uh, or excuse me, Psalm 34, 14. The Bible instructs us: depart from evil and do good, seek peace. And pursue it. You know, depart from evil, seek peace. Joseph's brother. In the end of the story, here's what happens. Remember how there was a famine? His brothers they come to Egypt. What they come there for? Food. They came there for something to sustain them. They came for help. But little did they know that they were coming to their brother, the one that they envied, the one that they threw into the pit, the one that they sold the one they forgot about, the one they told their father he was dead. I, I think it's a pretty good irony, to be honest with you. Here they come, they come back, they come to Egypt, and they're, they're wanting food, and, and they hadn't seen him. They estimate it was about 20 years. Now, again, I don't know. Maybe Joseph had grown a big old beard. I don't, I don't really know exactly. Uh, I know 20 years could change a person. Especially, look, If a person, I believe that oftentimes Christians, because of the Lord, I honestly believe that people don't age as much as they do if they're a Christian as they do if they're not a Christian. If people live for the world, sin will take its toll on your life. I've told this many times, but when I met my wife, she's the second of five five sisters, and my wife, when I met her, if you would have put her next to her oldest sister that's one year older than her, you would have thought back then, you would have thought they were twins. And, and, and if you looked at her sister and her side-by-side right now, big difference. Because her sister's been living for the world all these years. It's taken its toll. And here comes Joseph's brothers. They haven't seen him for 20 years. What's Joseph been doing for those 20 years? He's, been, he's had faith in God. He's been, he's been being faithful. So here they come, and so what happens? Well, notice here on this journey of forgiveness, first of all, that Joseph forgave his brothers. He forgave them. Now, I want you to take your Bibles and turn to chapter 45. I want you to see these verses here. Genesis 45. Look what it says in verse number 1. It says, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all of them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brothers. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence, yeah, I would be too, after all they did to him, and now he's the second most powerful man probably in the known world at that time, and the Bible says, Joseph said in verse 4 to his brethren, come near to me, I pray you, and they came uh, near unto him, and notice he says, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold, he reminds them, he says, now therefore be not grieved, he says, nor angry with yourselves that you have sold me. Uh, he says, for God, this send me before you to preserve life. I love this. How Joseph, he knew that God had used every incident to bring him to that place. Do you, listen, do you know that you're where you are today because of the choices that you have made and because God has brought you to where you are? Now, honestly, I think many of us could be probably farther along in our Christian life, God wants to do that. God had directed Joseph on his journey of faith. And notice what the Bible says in Ephesians 4.32. It says here, we need to do the same thing as Joseph, be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Joseph said, look, even after all you put me through, he says, I forgive you. Boy, could we say those words to people that have hurt us? I forgive you let's practice those words I forgive you that's easy to say but that ought to be something we're practicing in our lives he forgave his brothers notice secondly he showed the grace of God well how did he do that in in Genesis 42 25 Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn restore every man his money into a sack and to give them provision sounds to me like he was extending grace to them you know I forgive you here Should have been the other way around. They should have been giving to him. But he was showing God's grace. Notice thirdly, he showed the purpose of God in Genesis 45, verse 7. Look, God God had sent him there. Why? To preserve him for a posterity in the earth, to save your lives by a great deliverance. God had a purpose every step of Joseph's journey. The Bible does say in Romans 8, and verse 28, all things work together for good to them who love God. So Joseph, look, he forgives them. He shows the grace of God to them. Notice he showed the purpose of God. But then look at this. He focused on the Lord. After Joseph died, remember how his brothers, they thought, well, dad's dead. Joseph's going to come after us now. And I'll be honest with you, they had every every right to think those thoughts. But as you look at Joseph, what does he do? He focuses on the Lord. Look in Genesis 50. Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am am in the place of God. Boy, what a great statement right there. You know what he's saying? I'm content. I have peace. I'm not upset with you. He says, As for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is to this day to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you, and your little ones and he comforted them and spake kindly unto them what an awesome statement there joseph saw a heavenly perspective you know what he says god meant it for good now look i know when we're going through the test and the trials and the crisis i know oftentimes we don't see what god's trying to do joseph didn't either did you hear what i said joseph didn't know how this was all going to play out but i'll tell you what if you would ask joseph in genesis 50 hey, aren't you glad that you had faith in God? Aren't you glad you stayed faithful? He would probably say these words, yes, I am. And I hope in your life, I hope you get an opportunity to say those words. I have fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. I've stayed faithful to God. I've been able to forgive people. That's a journey that God has for all of us. See, Joseph, his journey to Egypt, it was a journey that was not planned by him. It was actually unplanned, but it was God's plan for Joseph's life, and Joseph is a great example of just having a steadfastness, a commitment to God, keeping faith in God on this journey that we're going through. At all times, Joseph stayed faithful to the Lord. God found him faithful, and the best part is this. Joseph's life brought great joy to God. God was pleased. Why? Because without faith, it's impossible to Please him well, Joseph had faith, so it was possible for God to be pleased with his life. I hope, you're, I hope you're on a journey of faith, and I hope that your journey that you stay faithful to the Lord. And when things happen in your life and people wrong you and people do things, listen on that journey of faith, learn to forgive others. Joseph is a great example, and listen when you study his life, I believe his life parallels or it's a mirror of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can see a lot of the same characteristics in Joseph that we see in our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, may God bless you. Thank you for being here in Sunday school. We'll get started here in about 10-15 minutes with our